You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into an exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show i'll think of a new tagline later as always it's your boys king josh josh the king big rome the fantasy fish the fuck's going on guys how's it going so chuba hubbard was pretty expensive again mm. not levy on bell expensive <laughs> but yeah. you know you'd have to feel awfully silly for spending that much money on Le'Veon Bell when he probably won't even play touch the field this year. Yeah, it's rough. Hubbard's expensive, too, because you got to think, like, unless you're the CMC owner, that's only a few weeks that you're getting him. Like, I paid out for Elijah Mitchell, but hopefully he's going to play the rest of the season once he's back. I feel Hubbard's a great pickup, though, just because the potential, not, you know, obviously I don't, you don't pray for it, but the potential of re-injury for a hamstring or what, you know, the likelihood that they just take away touches from him. I think Hubbard was a great pickup. That was especially because Royce Freeman didn't come in and light up the, the scoreboard or anything. So it's kind of, you know, Fuck, uh, neither did Hubbard. Yeah. That's, that's, the pro- that's my big problem though. What was, what was the better fab pickup? Le'Veon Bell or Dearness Johnson last year? You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Dearness cause he had, one game that he did okay in it, that might be better than Le'Veon zero to this point. You know what? A sneaky ad that I, I'm not like mad or happy that I got it, but Peyton Barber, I still think is worth rostering at the very least. Cause, uh, he overtook Kenyon Drake for some reason. And then because he's better. Well, actually I read somewhere <laughs> that it was Kenyon Drake failed a pass blocking assignment. Yeah. So Gruden well, Kenyon Drake gotten- though, yeah, you know, you're right. He actually, I take it back. I know I called him garbage drug juice a couple of weeks ago. Barber looked okay last week. Kenyon Drake, I think that he's just sort of in a role. He's playing the same role. It doesn't matter who that main guy is, whether it's Jacobs, whenever he comes back from this fucking phantom toe injury that he has, or or Barber. The, like, the thing about Drake is be, he kind of lost that role. At least last week. Yeah, well, Barber was in for like basically every running down play uh, last week. But I just, I feel that, um, I think Drake will still be involved. But if, if Jacobs is still out, I think now that there's a bunch of trust instilled in, in Barber and, and I got him for cheap, you know, he's probably on your waiver wire. Check your leaks. If he's available and you can, you know, give up a roster spot, like don't hang on to Ty Johnson or, well, actually, Ramondre Stevenson might be a good pickup, too, because he might fill in for that. Or, no, no, not, not Stevenson. Who's the other guy? J.J. Nelson? Is that his J.J. name? J.J. Taylor. But they also J. J. have Taylor. Brandon Bolden, who filled that role. So it's like, who are they going to use? Like, you could pick I up one and stash him. Murky. But it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's murky. But I also picked up Marlon Mack, who might get traded. And depending yes. on where he goes, like, I got him for like Baltimore. three fab dollars. If he gets traded to the right team, that could be good. Otherwise, you just dump him back off. If you just yeah, see Baltimore, funny. I hope he doesn't go to – that be he fucking the worst. He's going to go to San Francisco. Yeah, he might. You know what's funny? Um, 
it's a weird subject, but in the whole like woke culture universe, how they changed ownership to rostership and owners to managers and all that other bullshit. Do you think they'll stop saying like fab budget is money? So I'll just say like fab credits and you spend fab credit. Cause like, apparently you can't say anything anymore. Like everything's offensive now. I hate all of that. It'd it be is points. Points. Yeah. Fab, fab points. points. Ma- manager points or lineup points. So ridiculous. Anyways, as we went off on that tangent, but somewhat relevant, <laughs> we got on for today's episode. We got your news and noise from around the league, a couple things to talk about, and we're going to be breaking down your Thursday night slash AFC matchups for week four. So as Tom Brady says, LFG. Uh, right off the bat, uh, Daryl Henderson actually practiced today, uh, had a rib injury, missed last week. Um, Sean McVay says that he is not, he, he thinks he'll play, but he's not, he's, but he's not currently a hundred percent, but to be fair, nobody is a hundred percent right now, but definitely something to keep an eye on because Sonny Michelle wasn't awful in, uh, in relief for him, but, uh, wide receiver, Josh Gordon, coach Andy Reid says that it's probably not going to be this week, but Josh Gordon did sign his contract with the chiefs. And once he gets up to speed, he will more than likely be on an active roster. Um, my thoughts on Josh Gordon, if you can afford a roster spot, it might be worth it, but realistically just let him sit on waiver. Like I picked him up in dynasty, but that's because we have like 16 bench spots. So it's not that big of a deal. If you're in like a season long league where you have five to seven bench spots, probably leave him on the waiver, but just something to monitor. Uh, wide receiver Antonio Brown is currently still on the COVID-19 herpes list. So, God, I hope he plays. He should come off the list tomorrow. There was a, a Yeah, they said Thursdays when he's going to be coming out. Okay, good. Good. Cuz that'd be nice. I want I want You know it's funny, there was a there was a discussion I heard on I think it was ESPN or Sirius, one of those football. And they're talking about do you think New England Patriot fans are still Tom Brady fans? And I said, I think they probably are, especially because the Patriots aren't going to make the playoffs this year. I think that not. they are, but they're still going to boo him. <laughs> like they still understand what he did for their franchise, but they're still going to cheer for their team and boo him because he left. He left by, it, it was the end of the, it was the end of the run. It was not going to last forever. And then he went well, off. Not, one... Yeah, I'm not disagreeing there. I just think that you're going to boo him because it's it's just kind of what football fans do, right? It's not like they don't they don't necessarily have to hate the player. Or they're going to give him like a standing ovation. Who the hell knows? I think it'd be more of that. I still loved Mike Piazza when he was a New York Met. Still, Me too. Still big, yeah. Uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, he's going to be designation from return from injured reserve. Um I think he might be like a sneaky ad because Diami Brown, the rookie, hasn't really established himself as that wide receiver too. So I, I kind of think Curtis Samuel to me is kind of interesting. If he is available out there, I think he might be worth rostering um, out if he's available out there. Uh, Julio Jones, his status is still up in the air as well as A.J. Brown's. So this is a very scary week with the you know couple decent matchups coming up. So I, I think a name to keep an eye on is Nick Westbrook. I think you said Derrick Henry wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Der- the, 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 the juggernaut, <laughs> he'll be fine. But, I mean, hey, you got to throw to somebody. They sometimes throw the ball. So I kind of like Nick Westbrook. 
I picked him up in every league basically because fuck it, why not? If Julio and AJ Brown's out, he's a wide receiver, and he had a touchdown last week. You know, he, he ran twenty five routes and had four targets, fifty three yards, and a touchdown. That explains all the activity you had earlier today. What was that? I said that explains all the activity that I, I kept getting updates on my phone. Like you're making fucking moves, and I'm going, "Who the fuck is? This? We're in a dynasty. There's nobody left. Who's he even? Ta- who's he even picking up? <laughs> sneaky, yeah, some fucking, sneaky. some fucking guy. Sneaky, Tennessee. Sneaky. He's not Quinta Cephas, but he, you know, he's still a guy. Nobody is. <laughs> Josh uh, dropped is- Quinta Cephas, didn't you? For him? Yeah, in the in the filthy redraft league. Because I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, go get him. Go, you have him, please take him. Uh, wide receiver Rashad Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens. He's designated to return from IR. We actually already touched base on this one. I think you can. I'd rather wait to pick him up just because Lamar Jackson still kind of sucks as a quarterback. So, uh, Richard Sherman, cornerback, signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's. I guess he's not in trouble for trying to fight his grandfather-in-law, whoever the fuck he tried to beat up. I mean, he beat up a door. Come on. <laughs> That's it. He's fine. And then, uh, oh, wide receiver T. Higgins. He's been ruled out for tomorrow's night's game. So Tyler Boyd to the moon. And Jamar Chase. God damn. Yeah, I was going to say Jamar Chase for sure. Jamar Chase is going to have a fucking game. When we get into the rankings later, I think you guys are much too low. I think we're all much too low on Jamar Chase. Uh, and then uh, the last bit of news I have here, uh, Marlon Mack and the Indianapolis Colts have agreed that they're going to find a trade partner for Marlon Mack. Um, I guess he's fully recovered from that Achilles injury, but the ownership, management, roster ship, where the fuck, spaceship, they're happy with what they have in Hines and Taylor. So they can afford to cut Mac loose. And we were just saying, like, where do you think he goes? And I was like, he's gonna end up in Baltimore, San Francisco, probably. Or the Texans, because they already have every fucking running back. Marlon Mack should be a name you want to keep an eye on too. Oh, and every single Giants wide receiver was limited at practice today. Even Evan Ingram. Wow. Daniel Jones is a bad man. Don't fuck goddamn Giants. Just bad team. Such a bad team. I think that's it for news, boys. He nailed that like a split hog. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so we got our Thursday night game. 0-3 Jaguars taking on the 2-1 and Bengals. Vegas has the over under 46 with the Bengals favorite at minus 7.5. I would actually, I think I would take Cincinnati with the points. But, because secretly, we were talking about a pre-show for our survivor picks and... I was going to take Cincinnati, but then I thought, I think there's a legitimate chance that the the Bengals actually upset the Bengals on the road and get that first win of the season. But anyways, Trevor Lawrence, we're not playing him. James Robinson, we're all like, we're all fairly high in that high RB2 range for James Robinson. I guess we're all in agreement that hopefully Urban Meyer pulls his head out of his ass, saw that James Robinson was a good running back and actually utilizes him as that featured back, is that is that the feeling that you're getting there, Rome? Yeah, that's the feeling I've got for sure. I think that uh, proved it. He proved it last week that he can be. He's still the bell cow. Just got to give him the opportunity. Again, game script helps. If they're up, if they can get up on this on this uh, Bengals team, it's going to be the James Robinson show. If not, yeah. <laughs> Well, he's a better pass catcher than Carlos Hyde, and you know, and even if they're down, 
you know, if he's, if he's in there for passing downs, you know, he, he showed, he had six catches last week. So that could be right. some good signs right. there. It's still just volume. You just want that volume of, yeah. of him chugging the rock. That's what he does. J- judging by rankings, looks like we're all okay with playing Marvin Jones and DJ Chark looks like we got him in that wide, third wide receiver desperation flex kind of play. It, Thursday night games tend to be semi-low scoring anyway, so I'm not a big fan of their pass catchers outside of Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones has actually been very good this year. He He's had a touchdown in now two or three games. He's had 60 yards. He's currently a wide receiver 20, so it's like an unsexy wide receiver two out there, but don't hate yeah. it. Other side of the ball, Joe Burrow, Rome. You have him in that quarterback one range. You're damn right I do. He's playing Jacksonville. I think he's going to be – I think he's proved it on a couple of occasions. I know he had a one stinker of a game, and that's okay. He's still going to make Jameer Chase look like a stud. Boyd's going to look good. Mixing can do a lot there in the passing game as well. I just think Burrow's going to put it together against his Jacksonville defense. But no no T. Higgins, that doesn't worry you? Nah. nah I had T. Higgins at 53 <laughs> before this injury <laughs> happened. Like, I just, I just like, I like the connection he's got with Chase. Okay, okay. Uh, Joe Mixon, we all have him in the top ten running back. He's going to be absolutely a monster. You know, Joe Mixon, it sucks. I've, I always seem to get the guy way too early because he's finally the running back that I really wanted him to be. You know, he's getting it done in the running game. They need to feature him more in the passing game a bit. But although, who knows? Maybe with uh, Higgins out, maybe they'll turn that around but it's funny I was, I was saying jamar chase i think we're all too low on him we consensusly have him ranked at 15 <laughs> but when when i was actually doing my rankings i had him at uh wide receiver like six and then Ooh. i thought you know i'm probably a bit too high on him so i kind of moved it around and then i ended up lowering him down to 15 i actually think 15 might be a bit low especially with t higgins out he scored it a touchdown it's to say it might be this week, but if you really look at his numbers, except for uh, week one against Minnesota, he's really just been a touchdown player. He's got 54 yards against Chicago and 65 against Pittsburgh, which are both good defenses. But he's not getting like oh, his target shares like seven, four, five. Like he is kind of that deep ball guy. But the thing is, he has always produced, so we might be a little low. But that's kind of what, what, why I'm kind of reluctant to move him too far up. Because if he doesn't get the big touchdown, then what is it? Yeah. My my thing is with Jamar Chase is if I understand what you're saying, he's been like the deep ball guy. Granted, the sample size is small, but three weeks in a row of getting behind the defender and scoring a touchdown. I mean, it's looking like this is going to be a thing. You know, and, and it's funny is it seems to be the same play Every time it's a fake handoff to the running back in shotgun formation. And he's just going to run a seam route and just get right behind the defender. And then, you know, Burrow has the ability to get the ball back shoulder over the defender and it's working. And there's very, I wouldn't be surprised if he has another game of 50 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's just, he's, he's putting up, he's kind of like Adam Thielen, but like a more athletic, right. He's chocolate Thielen. That's yeah, I wouldn't exactly, be surprised either, exactly especially especially against Jacksonville. Yeah. So maybe we're a little low this week, but I'm I'm hesitant to move him to like a wide receiver one specifically because of that. 
And then you guys both have Tyler Boyd in the 30s. I got him at 26. Are you moving him up with the T. Higgins news? Yeah, probably. Just a just a pussy hair. Yeah, I'd say the same. Just a little right, bit. Fair, fair enough. Uh, moving on, we got the one and two Houston Texans taking on the two and one Buffalo Bills. Vegas has the over under forty seven with Buffalo favorite at minus sixteen. So do not expect a lot of points coming out of uh, Houston, which I don't think anybody is. I Buffalo's defense has been fine, not great like they've been in the past. But they're going to shut down this uh, this Houston defense. I'm sorry, excuse me, offense. And the only player, if you look at the rankings all the way across, the only player we're okay with playing is Brandon Cooks. And uh-huh. that's probably how it's going to be for the entire the rest of the season, unless you know something crazy happens. But Cooks, I I, I feel that he's, you know, he he's a good play in my opinion. I, I think he's an every week start, just purely because of uh, of volume. I mean, week one. He had seven targets, but five for 132, so that was great. But then week two and three, he had he had 11 targets last week and 14 the week before, nine catches in both games. So, I mean, he's currently the wide receiver six in fantasy. So, you know, fire, like, I mean, we we ranked him low. And and in my opinion, what it is is this. The reason why, because I, I personally have him at 21, it's I think his floor is wide receiver 21, but he's got the ceiling to be a top 10 play just purely because of volume. So, so yeah. Cooks, hey, shit, if you got a, a, a league mate out there that's 0 and 2, or 2, 1 and 2, 0 and 3, and they got Cooks on their team, make a stab at it. Try to get Cooks on your roster. I, I think it's going to be similar production all year. Other side of the ball, Josh Allen, he's going to scorch the earth again. I mean, that Houston defense isn't good either. Uh, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. <laughs> Gross. Stephon Diggs. I, I think this is the comeback game for Diggs. I mean, Diggs has been kind of uh, not that guy from last year, but this is the game. I, I think this is a, a game for him where he's going to put up, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, I don't know. I like that. Cole Beasley, wide receiver with the reflex. Manny Sanders. Rome. What's with the hate on Manny Sanders? Man, that, that shit was a flash in the pan last week. I just don't. I don't see that happening. Is Beasley playing? Yeah. Yes. I think Beasley is going to be that spot. And honestly, judging off of the rankings here, I I actually am more. I'm the same as you guys on Stefan Diggs, but I do believe he's probably got the potential this week to be the number one spot. I mean, I think it's going to be all him because he, as you stated earlier, he he has disappointed a little bit to this point. And I feel like he's going to, uh, he's going to make that change this week. Yeah, I think so. the The player I want to talk about, Dawson Knox. He's actually my spoiler alert for Friday's episode. He's my tight end booty call of the week. I I think he's I am in the top ten. You guys have have him as unstartable. But my thoughts on Knox. You know, he scored last week, which was awesome. But he scored the week before. You know, tight end is such a gross position. But I mean. Week one, he had 41 yards, which I'm fine with. If you if you can get four catches and 41 yards from your tight end, that's okay. Then week two, he had 17 yards, but he had a touchdown. Then last week, four for 49 and a touchdown. I think with him scoring in back-to-back weeks, it's starting to build that relationship with Josh Allen. And the tight end position is so yucky that if you don't have one of the big-name guys, I think Knox isn't a bad name, you know, 
I mean, am I am I crazy? Am I the crazy one for thinking he's a, a potential top ten tight end? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. He's got seven touchdowns in his career. I mean, he's been with Buffalo the whole time. He has these weeks where he flashes, but it's not Houston's consistent. defense is bad, and you know, it, based on the 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 point spread here, there's not going to be a lot of points coming out of the Houston side. All the points are coming on the Buffalo side. You know, Josh Allen absolutely lit lit the earth on fire with five touchdowns last week. So who's to say that they're not going to be like stomp the throat, put up points? You know, Allen throws another four touchdowns. One goes to Diggs, one goes to Knox, two on the ground. I could see it uh, happening. Two, two or three go to Diggs. I could see it happening. I just don't trust it. Fuck you guys. When Dawson Knox is tight end nine next week, who's <laughs> laughing now? You It'd be motherfuckers. you. Nobody's going to laugh because ain't nobody starting him. He, in his career, he's caught 58% of his passes. Although, to be fair, for the record, I have Dawson Knox on a roster and he is not starting for me. But I think I think he's a sneaky. I like him for DFS. I think for DFS he's pretty cheap, so I, I don't I don't hate that. Moving on. We got the 0 and 3 Colts taking on the 1 and 2 Dolphins in a game that is just gross. Yucky game. Over under at 42 and a half with Miami favorite at minus 1 and a half. Carson Wentz is bad at football. But he's getting cl- he's he's getting closer. To that 70% of snaps to get that first-round pick. I've been following Wentz snaps or Wentz count on Twitter. It's very funny. I love it. But you're not playing him. Jonathan Taylor, you guys still have him as a, you know that running back one range. I got him at 22. I am not a fan of Jonathan Taylor this year. I, I think his usage has just been down. The Miami's defense is better than people think they are. Um you know, he's currently the running back 28 on the year. He's getting less than 50% of snaps. You know, his his running back, his usage has gone down every week. You know, 17 carries week one, 15 week two, 10 week three. He's not involved in the passing game. That's all Naheem Hines. I'm just not not a big fan of it. So talk, talk, me, talk me back into Taylor. Get me back into that man. No, I don't also, want to. I was high on him last year, but I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to fade him. Uh, my love for him is starting to fade. I mean, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I'm, I have him at 13th, so he's just outside that top. He's like my number one, uh, number two running back, if you will. Uh, but he's, he's fallen for me as well. I, I think all those reasons that you just stated are exactly why he's fallen. I mean, he's, this offense as a whole isn't what they were kind of toted as. So go ahead, fish. I, th- I kind of am the same way, like he's fallen, but he is averaging like four yards a carry. He, it, what did it? It's the almost the same situation as James Robinson, right? He can produce and be that RB one if they use him. And like the week one, they used him. He didn't get a lot of rush yards, but seven targets, six receptions, and then it was one target, three targets, both for one receptions in week two and three. I mean, last week they played Tennessee. He averaged 6.4 yards a carry mm-hmm. in a game that they were losing. Also, only only had 10 carries. So it's really looking a lot like that James Robinson, where if they use him right, he potentially could be good. But it's just kind of trending the wrong direction right now. Yeah, and then I, I have 
I have, you know, Director Ross put in a, a good note here, though. He did say that Peyton Barber had a great game against Miami last week. However, Quentin Nelson might be out, and when you lose an all-world guard, that does affect your uh, your running game. However, oh, my, my concern, though, too, is, you know, which I'm going to talk about right here. I have Naheem Hines as my running back 26. You guys both have him in the 40s. I mean, he's currently sitting as the running back 21 in fantasy because of that passing game usage. He even got the rushing touchdown last week. Now my love, my, my feeling for Taylor would be higher had he gotten the rushing touchdown last week, but he didn't, it went to Heinz. And I think it was a close one. I think it was like a six yard run or five, something like it was in, it was a, it was a red zone run, I believe. And, but it's the passing game usage. He's getting all the, he's getting the passing love. And so I actually think you can, I, I feel you could start Heinz comfortably and be fine with it if he's your running back to flex something like that but you guys are just like you guys you, you guys are both very high on taylor but no love for Hines. where i ha- i think they're both they're splitting that backfield 50 50 so i mean it's just I, I have them ranked really close to each other because i'm not entirely sure who the running back is i mean it, yes it's taylor i'm not dumb but i mean it's just like i said in terms of passing game usage and they're it's like a 50, 55, 45, 60, 40 backfield right now. So I'm just, I'm Heinz is, Heinz is climbing up my, uh, my rank. Heinz isn't getting that more, much more targets than Taylor is in the passing game. He's got like week one, he has eight. Taylor had seven, I think. Week two, he had two. Taylor had two. Week three, he had six. I think Taylor had only one last week targets. So it's like, not that much more passing game work that he's getting. It's the production from the passing work that's that provides this upside. He because he's much more productive passing. It's all points. If you're more productive in the catching, okay. Anyways, uh, Michael Pittman, des- desperate. I mean, he's been he's been good. I mean, he's been producing, and he seems to be Carson Wentz's uh, go-to guy. You know, twelve targets the last two weeks in a row. Are you guys okay with Pittman? I mean, I'm okay with it, but to be honest with you, I'm I'm fading just about everything that's uh, blue and white. Everything Colts. I don't want any of it. They're not looking like the t- You know, preseason, I was high on the Colts. Great Me O-line. Too. Carson Wentz was, uh, you know, I thought he was an upgrade to Phillip Rivers. But- now I want Phillip back. <laughs> Bring him back. Bring him back. He's got to provide for his 16 kids. Here's a note from director Ross. Ryan Hines has 56% of the snaps. Taylor has 48% of the snaps. So Hines. All right. Anyways, moving on. Jacoby Brissett. Not that bad against the Raiders. Not nothing to like write home about. You're still not starting him, but I mean, the reason why I'm talking about him was because I thought that that Miami offense was going to be dead, D-E-D dead, without Tua. And they actually looked kind of better without Tua. I mean, not by much, but they gave Oakland a run, Las Vegas a run for their money. They, they're they In my head, they're still the Oakland Raiders. It's going to be hard to get over that. But Miles Gaskin, you know, RB2 range. That's, you know, my thing is this. Mike Gusecki, you guys have him outside the top 10. My love for Gasecki is back because with with smoked brisket out as the quarterback, as my screen just froze, so now I can't see what I was trying to read. 
Bear with me. Oh, here it comes. There it is. Hello. Hello, handsome guys. I appreciate that. Where the f- There you are. Mike Gusecki. So last week, he was targeted 12 times. He went 10 for 86. So the first two weeks, dog shit games because of Tua. Tua's gone. Great fantasy week. He was a top, uh, he had to be a top tight end last week. Top 10. So, I mean, I, my, my, I think Gusecki is definitely, uh, you know what, maybe he'll be my bonus booty call tight end play. I think Gusecki, if he's available out there, pick that man up because I think he's going to be good with Brissett as the quarterback. I think I just found the team that I hate worse than the Colts, and that's <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Everything about them. I even I I think I'm rated Miles Gaskins too high. I don't like any of this. It's gonna be a low scoring game. It's gonna be terrible. What one yeah. of those unwatchable games? They threw the ball a lot more last week too. So that's I, I wonder if that's because Brissett is there, or if it's because they're changing the way that they're doing offense. But even Waddle went from you know five targets the first game, eight the second game, up to thirteen. Is that gonna be consistent? So is this basically, it sounds like we're all just kind of fading the, all the Miami and all the Indianapolis players until further. Correct, sir. All right, moving on. Got the 2-1 and one Titans taking on the 0-3 Jets. Vegas has the over-under at 45 with Tennessee favorite at minus 7.5. We all have Tannehill outside the top 12. And it makes me sad to say that because I was so high on Tannehill coming into the year. Now with every wide receiver on their roster hurt that I had to go and pick up a guy named, I don't even remember his name right now off the top of my head. Got guy McGuyerson. I think that was his name, but uh, it's just, it's tough out there. It's going to be Derrick Henry. He's our consensus running back one this week. AJ Brown, Julio Jones. I would have ranked them a lot higher had I known that they were going to play, but there's a chance that AJ Brown's out again, Julio Jones. There's a chance that he's out. So now their wide receiver one is a gentleman named Nick Westbrook. Ikhine. Ikhine. I've only read the name. I've never heard it. So, so some guy named West Nick Westbrook, um, sneaky play maybe, but you're playing Derek Henry and that's it on the Tennessee side of the ball that we can uh-huh. so much agree on. Um, other side of the ball, Jets, you're not playing anybody. Anybody. Corey Davis, uh, maybe. Wide rec- th- your third wide receiver, you're okay with that? I mean, just purely on a volume standpoint. I think he's had like 10 targets every game at least. Corey Davis. Okay, no, I'm sorry. But he's had 5, 7, 10 targets. So, I mean, he he's involved, and the Tennessee defense isn't very good. But this is a gross game, too. She you start Derrick Henry, that's it. That's a game. Like, if you know, on Red Zone, if you could turn off a, a game screen, I would turn off the Tennessee Titan one because I don't really want to watch that game. Because Derrick Henry's mm-hmm. just going to run for 70-yard touchdowns. If Derrick Henry has 558 rushing yards and six touchdowns, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But th- that's about it. <laughs> uh, moving on. Got the 2-1 Ravens taking on the 3-0 Denver Broncos. Vegas has the over-under at 45. Denver favored at minus one, which seems like a trap to me. I think I would take Baltimore to win this. I think Baltimore can actually win this game. With the the doink to Detroit, I think they're going to be like, nah, we can't. Especially because a lot of people had them as their Super Bowl favorite. They 
I think they're going to turn it around, and this is probably going to be the week to do it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you're playing him. Tyson Williams and Lat Murray. I had a tough time with ranking these guys because last week Tyson Williams had 50% of the snaps, Lat Murray at 33, and Devonta Freeman at 16. Freeman, out of there. Le'Veon Bell, very expensive on waiver wire, but you're not playing him either because I don't even think he's on the active roster yet. But Tyson Williams, you guys have him in the 20s. I got him at 35. I got, And then we all have Murray around the same. Do, is this still Murray's backfield? Like, are we are we convinced that you he's mean Williams? the guy still? I think Williams is still the guy. I know he didn't yeah, play. Too. He didn't play very well last week, but I, I think he's definitely still going to be the guy. Murray is. He he's going to be. He's still Murray as he was in New Orleans. He's just the backup to the bell cow. I think he. I think Williams played fine last week. He had five rushes for twenty-two yards. The only thing that happened is he didn't get carries. So. Does that continue, or is it was that a fluke? That I think the same thing happened with the whole team. Like Lamar didn't run the ball a lot. It just didn't look like a Baltimore Ravens football game. So I'm still yeah. fine with it as long as they revert back to that style. I mean, you could play him. Denver has a good defense. I mean, we'll we'll get to their defense here in a minute. Uh, Hollywood Brown, he's a wide receiver, two three now. I, I mean, we wouldn't be talking about him like this had he caught that 50-yard, 50 50-something-yard 50 touchdown catch because then you'd be like, dude, Hollywood Brown's legit. If he catches these passes, you know, he should – in theory, he should be in the wide receiver one conversation, but he's not because he can't catch the ball. Mark Andrews, you're playing him. Other side of the ball, Teddy Bridgewater, no. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, um, you guys showing a lot of love to Javante. He was the garbage time running back. I actually read a stat that 45% of his running back workload was in quote unquote garbage time. So I still, this is still Melvin Gordon's backfield, even though they, they do seemingly have a fifth, like a 50, 50 split. It's still Gordon's backfield. I I'm still confident in playing Gordon. The Baltimore defense isn't as scary as they used to be, but, um, I don't know. I mean, unless I'm the yeah. crazy one with. No, I think you're right. But garbage time counts in fantasy. So, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, he's garbage wrong. time, but like he's getting the playing time. I don't care when it is. I don't care if you score two touchdowns in the last two minutes of the game when your team's down by 300 points. That's two touchdowns for me. Yeah, but is uh, is there going to be garbage time in this game? It could be a close scoring game. This could end up being another. 21 to 20 game and you know they still seem to love melvin gordon you know he's getting it he's doing fairly well in the passing game i think he's kind of like their passing actually shit i didn't even read that i guess no one's their passing down back god if you look at both of their stat lines they're about the same they are and i think that they'll still use williams more if the game's close i think that once the game's not close they just choose to rest gordon but I think if the game's close, they're still going to involve Williams because they involve him early in the games too. They don't involve him in like the key moments quite as much. Mm-hmm. But but I think he'll still be involved as like a you know RB two flex play. I agree. You're firing up Cortland Sutton. You're firing up Noah Font. Tim Patrick Fish. Did you not rank him on purpose, or was he just a guy you didn't get to? I pretty sure I mistook him for KJ Hamler. 
I would say <laughs> okay. he's a, I would say he's a wide receiver three. I I mean he he's been really good. He you know week one and two he had a touchdown. Then last week five for ninety eight. So I mean he's still very much involved in his offense. So I I love Tim Patrick yeah. still. Um, you know so yeah fire up those guys now. The, well, I like him, I want... but I hate that he has two first names. It bothers me a lot. Yeah, what's funny is uh, someone. I think it was, it might've been Matt Barry, but he was talking about like, like, you know, for two first names is a crowd pleaser, but if he had like a different name, like if his name was like Quintus Cephas. Yeah. If his name was Quintus Cephas, <laughs> you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. If he was Quint, if his name was Quintus Cephas Jr. You'd be like, fuck yeah. You play that man. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you, you could play him. You, you left Rome speechless. <laughs> He's just laughing. <laughs> Nothing. All right, moving on. So we want to talk about the defense real quick. Now, Baltimore has been putting up the points that we thought they they would, especially last week with a 66-yard kick to the dick to Detroit. You know, and they what was the game like 19 to 16 at the end or 17 to 15, whatever the fuck. It was a low-scoring game, either low-scoring game. So Denver has a good defense. They've only given up they averaged 26 points a game, five takeaways, eight sacks on the year. Would you be fine playing the cuz like you know, in in years recent it, you would bench whatever defense was playing Baltimore. Oh, wait, I mistook that. They've only given up 26 total points, period. Not average. Period 26 points. So in, in in recent years, if it didn't matter who your defense was. If they were playing Baltimore, you were benching them, dropping them, whatever. Are you guys still hanging on to Denver? Are you playing Denver this week against Baltimore? Hell yeah. Denver's defense is rocking it right now, man. Uh, it And to be honest... I can see Lamar Jackson. I I love him. I'm a I'm a Lamar Jackson honk, but I can see him getting sacked, fumbling the ball at least twice, and possibly throwing a pick or two. Like Denver's defense is is real deal. Yeah, I I yeah, like I'd, I'd agree. I Baltimore has put up like 27 points one game, like 30 something points against the Chiefs, but that's not Denver, and they did crappy against Detroit. I could, I'd still say you could play him. Don't expect some spurt, spectacular performance because Baltimore's probably still going to put up some points. But there'll probably be a couple turnovers. Maybe you could hope for like a pick six or something like that. Would you play the Denver defense over the streaming defenses? So like Tennessee taking on the Jets, Cincinnati taking on the Jaguars, um or Buffalo? No, Buffalo's not. A, is Buffalo a streaming one? Would you consider them? Yeah, Buffalo's a streaming one. Taking on um, Houston. Would you play Denver over those defenses? I'd probably play them over everybody but Buffalo. Buffalo's defense right now is like they've allowed the fourth fewest points. I think. I think the third fewest rush passing yards. The fourth fewest rushing yards. They're top five defense right now. Yeah. They haven't turned the ball over a fantastic amount of time, but. I think they're the only ones I would want to play over because Jacksonville is kind of tricky because like, yeah, they turn the ball over a lot, but they get a lot of garbage time points. Like they still scored. I, I still think I would play uh Denver over all these guys. Cause even though Lamar Jackson's scary, blah, blah, blah. They don't have a wide receiver that can catch a ball. You know, Mark Andrews is good. And the running back field is very confusing right now. So I still think you could rock Denver. I wouldn't be surprised. Like like Vegas has the over under at uh what is it, forty five. I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if that it was under. I, I think this one might be another low scoring game, but 
All right, moving on. We got the Tampa Bay Brady's taking on, or 2-1, taking on the 1-2 Patriots in a revenge game. Vegas has the over under 49. Tampa Bay favorite in minus seven. I love, I'm excited about this game actually, because I think New England's going to suck, but I'm excited to see Tom Brady in Foxborough punch Bill Belichick right in that dick, right in your dick hole, Bill. Be like for being a cocksucker. You know, everyone kept saying, oh, you know, I'm sure there was a relationship thing here where, you know, Tom Brady probably doesn't win six rings without Bill. But I think it's also more in line that Bill doesn't get six without Tom because Tom went to Tampa Bay and won it his first year. So I, I think this eh. is more. Yeah, Tom went to Tampa Bay and won it the first year, but he also went to like the easiest place to go win if you're a quarterback of his caliber. Like great defense, three great receivers, broad tight end, brought another receiver. I would like to, I, I get what you're saying. And right now I think that you're probably leaning towards the correct one, but like, let's see what Bill Belichick does with Mac Jones. Cause he wins three more Super Bowls with Mac Jones. Like Tom who? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Tom Brady was made by him, went to some other team that was stacked and then won. It's like, yeah, congratulations, you know, yeah. but I think that you're right for this game. I would love to see Bill Belichick just shut him down and be like, I know you, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Either way. Firing up Tom Brady. Yeah. Revenge game. Even okay, even in a quote unquote down game for Tom Brady last week because he didn't really have the touchdowns, he still threw for four hundred and thirty two yards. I mean, it's fucking wild. Like Tom Brady is going to smash every passing record without needing the seventeenth. You know what? Side note, I'm actually kind of mad about the seventeen game season because eventually almost now records are meant to be broken, but now like in theory, every record's going to be broken now because everybody has right. an extra game. And that kind of right. sucks. I think that sucks. Yeah, but like, didn't they used to play like 14 games back in the day? I think they played like 10 at one point in time. Yeah, too, so but. It, <laughs> it's soon enough they're going to be playing 25. So it's Probably. Whatever. But like, but my thing is like, like, like records like Calvin Johnson when he caught for 1,800 yards or whatever it was or 19, whatever, the some massive, you know. But that'll get broken just because a player has an extra game now to do it. Right. I think Anyways. they should break down the records by the games, but yeah. There's Anyways. one that definitely won't break, and that's probably being <laughs> running the table with an extra game. Good, good fucking luck. Oh, to go 17 and 0 and win yeah, a Super Bowl? That'll never happen. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, I'm much higher on Lord Leonard Fournette than you guys. I think it's his backfield. I got him at 19. Rome, you got him 35. Fish, wow. you got him at 29. I, I, I mean, love if we're Fournette. judging off of what happened last week with Tom Brady being their leading rusher. I, that's more a knee-jerk reaction by myself. I believe no, I that they're all that. just you know, like four for eight on the ground for Fournette, and you know, three catches, twenty-six yards. It's nothing to write home about it. But I think he is the 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 number one running back there. I don't even rank Ronald Jones because fuck that guy. Like, yeah, he dropped him. Yeah, he, I think you can. Now, okay, I, I will say this: if you can afford it, don't drop Ronald Jones just because it's hard to get running backs right now. Everybody's hurt. Hang on to your running backs, but. With that being said, I think it's the Fournette show. I think he gets involved, but I—I I, I mean, I still—I still like Fournette. The wide receivers, Godwin Evans firing those guys up. If Antonio Brown plays, I'd probably have him like top thirty. I didn't rank him because I'm not sure if he's going to play, but reading the reports, looks like he's going to be. So you guys have him at twenty-six and thirty-three. I'll probably have him somewhere in there. Uh, Gronk revenge game. Uh, do you th- do you think Gronk gets fifty yards and th- two three touchdowns? 
I think it'd be nice. I, I know he's dealing with that shot to the ribs that he took because he got planted. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anytime it's revenge game, it's it's a revenge game between the guy that is my uh, he's my booty call of the week in Tom Brady. So I think that I think that Gronk is going to be a huge benefactor to that. I think it's I think it's possible that Tom just hyper targets Gronk. Yeah. Just despite Bill. Yep. And then they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll drop their trowel and rub their dicks all over that New England Patriot logo right in the middle of the field. And I'd like, pay to watch it. that. I would. They could include Tony Brown in it. Wasn't he on the Patriots? They should just <laughs> like, only use for... Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, and Gronk. And that's the only offense the whole game. And well, throw to be like fair, Antonio yards. Brown, he was there for a cup of coffee, wasn't he? He just had the one game for two games. Caught a touchdown. Yeah. He did catch a touchdown. But yeah, but I, I, I think you play all your uh, your bucks. Other side of the ball, you guys are a lot higher on uh, Damien Harris than I am. So I got him at 33. You guys have him in the top 20-ish. I mean, I, I'm not with, with the, the – now, granted, he is the the running back there. But down week last week against the Saints, the Saints have a good defense. He hasn't really done much in the way of – I mean, other than week two against the Jets, where he ran for 62 yards and a touchdown, Tampa, you can't run on the Tampa Bay defense. You can pass on them, but you can't run on them. So I'm not I'm not loving Damian Harris this week. Um, but I do like Jacoby Myers. Um, I will say, you know, not, not the not – the, oh, and then side note here, just keep an eye on who's going to be the passing down running back because now that James White had the Fitzpatrick hip injury – He's been placed on IR, but they're saying there's a chance that he's going to miss the re- the remainder of the season, which uh, that's probably going to be the case. And then even even if he misses eight weeks, you're going to be str- scrambling to pick him up again? Probably not. But keep an eye on that and then see who's available later. But Jacoby Myers, I want to talk about him. I think I actually think you can play Jacoby Myers this week because you can pass on the Tampa Bay defense. You can't run on them. Um Last week against the Saints, who have a very good defense, Jacoby Myers had 14 targets, and he went 9 for 94. I have him ranked as wide receiver 33 this week, and I think I might be a little bit low on him because I, I, I think Tampa Bay puts up points. They're going to have to throw the ball, and I think Myers just gets heavily involved. I agree. I also want to – this is not, not going to play him this week. I want to see if Kendrick Bourne can put together another game. Mm-hmm. And I want to see if if he plays this week, what in in Keel Harry does because he hasn't played all season yet. Yes, he might not play this week, but if he does, I'd be interesting to see how he pans out. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Then Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne's interesting to me because I feel if like with with James White hurt, I feel that he kind of takes that bubble screen, the short route kind of. Uh, uh, position like he's kind of like their replacement James White so I, I if Kendrick Bourne has another good game then sp- spend fab on him pick that man up but I, I love Myers Rome you got anything nah nah all right and then to f- round up our AFC matchups we got the 3-0 and Las Vegas Raiders heading to the 2-1 and Los Angeles Chargers high over under Vegas has a 52 and a half Chargers my boys, favorite at minus three and a half. Uh, on the Oakland side of the ball, God damn it, Las Vegas side of the ball. Derek Carr, it's a it's a it's a good matchup. Chargers defense kind of sucks. 
you know, they, they give up points on the, they're one of the, and what sucks too, cause you're not playing Derek Carr, despite him leading the league and passing yards. Just, I don't know. It's, it's gross. I feel like he still can't, uh, he's close. He's very close. Like fish. You and I both have him at 13. So he's, he's, he's almost there. Spoiler, but he's my booty call quarterback of the week. Like you said, the Chargers defense ain't great. He's leading the league in passing yards. He's really only a few touchdowns away from being the quarterback one on the season. Yeah. And his receivers are starting to step up. Yeah, you're not wrong. But then um, what I wanted to actually talk about was was the running backs. Can you trust anybody? And then it's tough because it is Monday night. So, I mean, are you better off playing a Jamal Williams, a Michael Carter, uh, Damian Harris, uh, like those type running backs ver- versus like a Drake Jacobs barber. Because, you know, if you have Jacobs on your team, you probably drafted him fairly early. He went in, what, second, third round, somewhere in there. So you're – but the it's Monday night. So you do you put your pivot in – like, because you can't pivot. Like, like, what do you – okay, so if you have Jacobs and he's out, if Barber's available, pick him up. But, you know, Kenyon Drake's already gone. Eckler's gone. Are you going to take a stab at Larry Roundtree and hope he, you know, <laughs> so what do you what do you do? Can you can you comfortably place a, a, a Vegas running back in your starting lineup this week? And if you can, who? I don't think you can. It's really that's really tough. I mean, you'd like to think Barber. But if Jacobs is Jacobs, is he going or is he out? We don't know yet. He didn't yeah, practice exactly. today. And that's yeah. the worst part is anytime it's a Monday game and you got to wait to hear about Jacobs, bro, you got to find something else. You got to find something else unless you're stuck. And the only real pivot you can make if you are stuck, like Rome said, is, and this might not be available in your league, is like a Hunter Renfro who might be available or Brian Edwards might be available. So you'd have to put them in your flex and then pivot to a receiver. That's really your only option right. if you had to. Right. Yeah. Then Ross put in a note here. Another point for handcuffing your running backs is a stab at you, Fish, because you guys <laughs> fought. It was like our parents fighting right in front of us. It's very, very painful. But, you know, it, it, but hey, you know, Ross isn't wrong. Like, it, it could be more reason why you should pick up your handcuff. But, I mean, it's just, you're, it puts you in a tough situation. Mm, but that's what, one week. Like, <laughs> you play but, Monday but, once a year, you know. But but fish is right though. What you should do, if you do have a Vegas running back, put them in at your flex position, but then be prepared to pick up a Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, and that's it. And that's kind of gross. That I mean, I think you just take you take it on the chin and you play someone else and just you know. And then and then honestly, if I'm the if I'm the Jacobs manager, and I pivot and I play someone else, I want Jacobs to have a great game. Like it sucks. You're like, damn, I should have played him, but you didn't. That's okay. But if he runs for a hundred yards and a touchdown, you're like, fuck yeah. That means I can play him next week, you know? And, and that's, yeah. some, and it's early. So if you lose, fuck it. It's one week. You'll be all right. But okay. Uh, Darren Wall, are you playing him? Henry Ruggs. I'm, you know what? I'm high on Henry Ruggs. I got him at 27. I, I think you can actually play him. Um, you guys have him in the forties. You can pass on the chargers. I mean that the Chargers defense it sucks because they have very good players on paper their defense should be much better than they actually are, but Derek Carr, he's he's leading the league in passing yards. The Chargers I think are 
they're they're a bottom 10 pass defense. So I think Henry Ruggs is in line for a very good game. You guys are just shitting on on uh Henry Ruggs. So I mean, he's the wide receiver 29 on the year. He's had it, seven targets the last two weeks, 113 yards and a touchdown against Pittsburgh, four for 78 against Miami. I think Ruggs is a decent play this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like uh I feel like as a whole the the team has gelled better. I was talking to director Ross today, and it kind of falls into the next guy also. But I feel like the this wide receiving core, there's not one particular standout to me. They all they all are kind of uh, who do I want to compare them to? It's like uh, they're all number twos. Yeah, well, it's like they're all number twos. They're it, it's basically who the who's who after DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona. You don't know. It's so hard to choose. Do you choose Rondell Moore? Do you choose Kirk? Do you choose Green? You can't. It's like you can't be right. You can't be right. So if Ruggs doesn't go off and Edwards does, like I could see that happening. I could see Renfro going off. I could see Waller going off. It's one of those four fuckers, and you never know who it's going to be. Makes it real tough. Well, the answer is Christian Kirk. You play Christian Kirk. <laughs> but no, but I, I see what you're saying. Uh, no, I get it, but I, I actually, I think, I think Henry Ruggs is a sneaky play this week, and and I mean, if, if he gets, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has seventy plus yards against the Chargers because you can't pass against them. Uh, Darren Waller, are we worried about? I mean, we all have him, obviously, but the the question posed to us is, are you guys worried about Waller because he was he was absolutely bonkers week one. But now Derek Carr, he seems to be spreading out the ball a little bit more. You know, he had 19 targets week one, but then seven targets the last two weeks. Now, granted, he's going to be a top tight end play. Like, don't get stupid. You're not benching Waller. But, I mean, do you think he's – that that potential that he had week one, it's on the down climb. Like, he's currently sitting as the tight end four on the year, but that's – a lot of that is just on the back of his week one performance. You know, his his production's gone down the last two weeks, and his snap count has gone down the last two weeks. So, I mean, Darren Waller, is he – I mean, what do you – I mean, obviously you play him, but, I mean – I drafted him in our home league. I'm not that worried. He, the lowest amount of snaps he had is 80%. The thing with him is when they – they haven't needed him to be good, but if they do play teams where they need him, they're going to use him. I honestly feel like it's – better that they're able to spread the ball around for him. It just hasn't. I mean, seven targets, five receptions, both games, 65 yards and 54. You know, you're touchdown away from pretty much what you want at a tight end. So you'd like a little more from where you drafted him, but worry about him? Not at all. Yeah, but they desperately needed him in that Miami game, and it went to overtime. You know, like, and they were, and he was throwing it to Edwards and Ruggs. He wasn't really looking uh, – Waller's way. Yeah, but Edwards and Rose were getting it done. Yeah, and, and I mean, maybe it's a thing because deep defenses are now, maybe they're doubling up on Waller now. I'm not entirely right. sure. And that's what I mean by it's better that they're spreading the ball around because then if one of these receivers starts to break out even more, then does that allow him to get more separate, more one-on-one coverage? All right, fair enough. I'm done talking about the Raiders. They're gross. I mean, they're fine, whatever. Chargers. Justin Herbert, top 10 play. We love him. Austin Eckler, top 10 play. We love him. Now, 
Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, firing both these guys up. Now, my question is, I have Mike Williams in my top 10, Keenan Allen at 14. You guys have it flopped. You got Williams ranked behind Allen. Williams getting it done. Williams, he's getting the touchdowns. He's currently like the wide receiver two on the year, I think. And it's not slowing down. I mean, what it... I don't. I I think I think Williams now the one to, the one you want. I mean, obviously you want both, but yeah. I mean, I, the reason I got Keenan Allen so high just the targets this fucking man gets, dude. Thirteen, eight, and twelve. He's constantly being targeted, and like you said before, the defense is not that great, so they're gonna be chucking the ball down the field. You know, I'm looking here at at Allen's here. Let me find Williams. He's at, but he Williams at twelve, ten, and nine. Jesus Christ. And he scored every week. I think those touchdowns cause it could easily go to Allen too, though, right? Like, yeah. Like, they're both, they both have the same upside. It's almost like they're both yeah. the same person right now. Yeah, true. And, and Williams is just the one that's panning out. I think that could change any week. Yeah. But sure, you fired they're both, both panning guys out, though. <laughs> Full confidence, sexy, high over under Monday night. Go and get some, boys. But I think that'll wrap it up for us this week. Episode ran a little bit long, but that's okay. We love you guys. We love talking. We love listening to ourselves talk. That was dumb. I don't even know where I was going with that. But anyways, thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate the support. We love you all. Uh, We're going to break down your NFC matchups next episode. Yeah, get us on the socials at FilthyFBallShow on Twitter, at FilthyFantasyFootballShow on Instagram, send in your emails to filthyfantasyfootballshow at gmail.com. And again, thanks so much, guys. Breaking down the NFC next time. Good night, King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.